Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after party for people who want just a little more. Hello, Jason. What's your favourite colour? Yellow. Yellow. <laughs> oh, God, that was bad. <laughs> hey, Steph, how you going? I'm good, I'm good. I'm a little tired. Say dusty, just be honest. Well, I only had two espresso martinis and three beers. Those over... carrot dog beers are um, quite... Quite lethal. Yeah. In the most delicious way possible. Yeah, I guess so are espresso martinis. What did you get up to? Um, I went to the Parrot Dog Music Festival yesterday, celebrating their 10th birthday. Um, was great. Saw some great bands. Highlight for me, I think, was Soft Plastics, which I have to admit, before I went, I've seen them once, and I was like, oh, I just, I don't know if it's my thing. And then I realized the only reason I thought that was because I saw them at 9 p.m., once and I had been drinking all day because we went to a Mamma Mia bottomless brunch <laughs> at like 9 a.m. Oh, so, I didn't even make it out that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So I take it back. And they also had added a keyboard, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, and then King Sweeties were amazing as well, which is Bic Runga and another amazing girl who's in Tiny Ruins. I'm not, can't remember her name. Um, Bic was on the drums, which is amazing. And then Silicon were really fun, quite jazzy. So yeah, cool. great day. Thank you, Parrot Dog. Yeah, thank you, Parrot Dog. Yeah. Next time, um, don't have a line around the block and I, I might show up. <laughs> <laughs> there are like two and a half thousand people interested on the Facebook event alone. Yeah. So, not sure. Yeah, something yeah. right. Amazing. What did you do? So I worked <laughs> and then I went down to Parrot Dog and saw the line and then went home and had a bath and went to bed. nice so wholesome so i'm feeling absolutely gorgeous yes oh do you know what i really did i watched Billie eilish videos for probably like half an hour so she's just released her newest album happier than ever and there's a bunch of music videos to go with it and honestly it's amazing it's so good check it out yeah maybe i should get into Billie eilish so all the like people were like oh my god she's in her flop era blah 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 lies this is her best album yet. Check it's it out. It's her second album, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> best yet. Nice. Yeah. Um, blonde? What do you think of her blonde? Well, we love the colour yellow. Yeah, true. We should definitely set the scene. Yeah. As to where we are. We're sitting in one of the most iconic buildings in Newtown, I must say. Hands down, yes. When you think of Newtown, what do you think of? Glowing neon sign. Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, this leads into my intro. I'm quite proud of the beginning of this one. We're joined today by the Face Behind Shoe School to learn more about the journey she has been on from learning to make shoes in Japan to now and what we can expect when coming to make shoes. 
Welcome to Kick Ons, Lou Clifton. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks okay. for having me. <laughs> You've been on our list. I have a question for you. What's yeah. your favourite colour? <laughs> <laughs> it's not yellow. <laughs> In fact, yellow is my least favourite colour. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've done it to myself. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I when I decided on the branding for shoe school, I wanted a colour that was um, like was fun and happy and invigorating and wasn't like gender specific so I picked yellow and I was like right I'll go for a citrus like stinging yellow like a neon yellow (laughs) and then there's not there's not a lot of like when you pick a color you kind of have to pick you know like my curtains or like the color of my tables there wasn't a stinging neon yellow (laughs) in fabric or paint that I could find so now I'm just surrounded by different shades of my um, least favorite color even the light fixtures are yeah. yellow, yeah. sunshine yellow. I know. You were yeah. kind of ahead of the curb in the neon trend, though. Yeah. You know, like neon is all the rage now. So uh, what happened was my friend in Dunedin, Bridie, who's now uh, Wellington-based, um, she was talking about starting an LED neon business for mm. a long time. And when I decided to move to Wellington, I contacted her and said, you know how you always talk about this business idea of yours, yeah. um, would you make a sign for me? So I was actually the first um, customer. Wow. Yeah, I have the first neons of their business, which she runs with her partner, Mikey. Uh, their business is called Glow Job. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the dream. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you have to bring them up here then? They, they, um, what did they do? They... They flew them up, I think. Yeah. yeah. They cool. flew with them. That's yeah. business. Yeah. yeah. And friendship. Yeah. 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 True friendship. That's amazing. Yeah. So you moved to Wellington four years ago yeah. from Dunedin. From Dunedin. Yeah. And did shoe school exist before Wellington? Yeah. I'd been running shoe school for like for three years. Wow. Yeah. In Dunedin. But I, I ran out of customers, basically. <laughs> and it takes a lot to convince people to go to Dunedin because a lot of people were scared of the winter yeah 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 and so I yeah I people were emailing me for years saying that they wanted to come to shoe school but they just couldn't make it because they were afraid of the winter it's constantly winter yeah 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 which is like it's the middle of January (laughs) it's not that bad but yeah yeah, I just ran out of customers. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Yeah. And we're so lucky. We're so glad you came up here. <laughs> so how's it been since you've moved to Wellington? It's been crazy. It's been so busy. Gorgeous. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I made a good move. Yeah. yeah. Why Wellington? Um, I, I studied here and so I kind of knew it. Mm. And so I knew that I wanted to be in Newtown um, and I didn't want to move to Auckland. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't too sure about Christchurch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, I just have to pick a, uh, a centre. Yeah. And yeah, and Wellington was the one that I felt most comfortable in. Oh, so, yeah. Did you yeah. study design? Yeah, I studied wow. photography. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, so how did shoes become your thing? Yeah, so I, when I graduated from my, my photographic training, <laughs> I realised that I didn't really want to be a photographer. Yeah. I was just like, no, this is not me. Um, 
because I spent most of my time like making costumes for photos and and like spending lots of time in Photoshop I just like mucking around um, with my hands and um, so then I thought well if I could do anything what would it be because also by this time it was pretty clear that I should be self-employed because I just I, I like working on my own projects and very driven when it comes to my own projects, mm. but I'm not so great working on other people's projects. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was like, yeah, shoes were just so obvious. It was the obvious choice. Like, I didn't really even have to think about that wow. one. I was like, obviously, it's shoemaking. Wow, <laughs> yeah, you're I know, so lucky. Is, yeah, lucky. <laughs> the best craft in the world. So then I found a book in a secondhand store and it was crafting simple shoes. I've got it on a bookshelf there. Crafting handmade shoes or something like that, and I wrote to the author. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, and I said I want to come and learn from you. This is like the 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 best, most accessible book that I've found because now there's lots of how-to videos um, on the internet about shoemaking, but back then there wasn't really anything. Um, and so I wrote to her, and she suggested that I go to a place in Hobart, in Australia. So I went to Hobart, and that sort of kicked the whole thing off. It was just a wow. week-long course, but I just felt like I'd found my thing. Oh, I was yeah. like, this is tactile, it smells great, it looks great. Uh, I could have a workshop and just like muck around for the rest of my days in a workshop. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also like shoes are, you know, they're a great mixture between fashion and craft. And I mean like traditional craft. So it's got a whole lot of history and respect. Um, mm. And then also design and art so you can take it in all different like directions mm. yeah. Wow. So, yeah so once you had done your week course in Hobart yeah what's the plan after that you found this like I found my thing um yeah I I came back to New Zealand I blew out a candle on a cake <laughs> on my birthday cake yes. um and I was like I'm gonna be a shoemaker a yeah yeah and then um what happened then I I started collecting equipment, which was really hard back then, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the shoemaking equipment had been sent to landfill or um, sold offshore, because the manufacturing industry went offshore. Well, you know, we started importing True. things in like the 80s and 90s, so that was pretty tricky. Um, but then I I went to Sydney and I did another uh, week long course. Um, and then I managed to get my first tutor to Dunedin, because I kept pestering her. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I managed to get her to Dunedin to teach courses, and she did that for three consecutive years. So I wow. gave, I said, you can have my workshop, you can have my room at my flat. I don't want to be paid, but I would just really like to be your assistant, and I'll get all of the, like, I'll manage the bookings. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I wanted, yeah, I just wanted her to be in my workshop and kind of tell me about this vintage equipment that I collected and just like get her to test it and also just repeat the process that she'd taught me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's the poster on the wall there in the corner. Oh, cute. Yeah. 
So I that was it, the first iteration of shoe school. Yeah, yeah, which wasn't actually me. So I just called it shoe school and, and um, yeah, Luna came over and taught. You were a student. Yeah. Slash yeah. manager. Yeah. Manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think I might have, I, I think I, I can't remember what I did. I might have crowdfunded it or something like that or got some funding from CNZ. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That is cool. And obviously yeah. people took to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would have been surely... It was just so unique. Yeah. At that time, there wasn't anyone else teaching. There was... Just before I started, like, got interested in shoemaking, there was someone else teaching shoemaking, but they they went overseas. They're back now. They, they teach as well. Wow. Um, but, yeah, at that time, there wasn't anyone teaching shoemaking. So, yeah, oh. it was pretty special. And what you were learning, is that similar to the sort of shoes you now produce? A little or, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you must have just picked up so many influences. Yeah. So at the start, I was kind of following her model, but now I've, I've developed it. So I think it's a, it's, it's a little bit different. Mm. Yeah. Just like sole materials and techniques and things like that. Wow. Yeah, but that's yeah. good. Once you learn something yeah. the right way, then you can yeah. forget about it and do the way yeah. that suits you best, yeah, and the yeah. way that you can teach best as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. shoes has like really changed your life. Yeah, totally. Wow, totally. Yeah. How do you find the reception from moving up to Wellington and uh, having constant classes being filled? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Is that yeah. what you imagined? I guess it's hard to really... I had hoped. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I feel like quite a different person from when I moved up here. Yeah. Wow. I just, yeah, I just hoped. I was like, well, I've done like all the research I can do. Uh, people are emailing me every day saying that they can't make it to Dunedin. I'm pretty sure this will work. I'm obviously not 100% sure. Like, I'm really scared. I'm super nervous. Mm. Um, yeah. And it just has has uh, blossomed cool yeah <laughs> it's nice to be supported and yeah. also like supportive of the community like i feel yeah. like you're a pretty like staple um, oh. part of wellington oh, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> i'm so glad because i hardly even leave the house <laughs> it's really nice of you to say <laughs> yeah a loose spotting is cute yeah yeah <laughs> You make an impact wherever you go. It doesn't mean you have to be every time. Right. <laughs> That's so cool. So how did, I guess when you got to Wellington, like how did that feel? And how did you then sort of build up this yeah. clientele, I guess? Um, so at the time, um, how did I do it? I got here and I only gave myself three weeks to set up, which now I think about it was absolutely st- <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I was running heaps of traveling workshops oh. because that was my way back in Dunedin to um, to get enough business and also to sort of spread the word so yeah mm. I wasn't I didn't just rely on Wellington yeah um, I was also doing lots of work for universities and things like that so yeah lots and lots of travel was how mm. I really that that was, was that hard? Like it was so hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I actually I put my back out a couple of months ago and I was like, right, that is it. Like I'm not going travelling anymore. <laughs> the suitcases were insane. Yeah. Like three what was it, twenty three K- yeah. kg suitcases? And I'm like a small person. Yeah. <laughs> and no matter how much you organise it, you you know, there's there's always a point that it has to be you getting the suitcases on yeah. like yeah. loading it somewhere. And yeah. so all of a sudden you're just like, I don't know. 
one day you're like, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no more, no more. But yeah, so that's what I did. That's uh, cool. Just to, yeah, just to guarantee an income is travel a lot and teach. Yeah. And now I don't have to do that anymore. Well, that's so yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine, like, it's there are a lot of things, like, I yeah. can see a lot of tools behind yeah. you. Like, I'm yeah. sure it's not just as easy as... You no, know, yeah, a couple of tools and yeah, a one soul. suitcase of tools, one suitcase of uh, usually soling materials, and another suitcase of leather. So yeah, wow. and lots of spreadsheets. Uh, <laughs> lots yeah. of lists. Yeah. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> How have you found uh, social media has impacted your business since it's like rising? I guess. Um, yeah, it, yeah, uh, social media. It, I mean, it basically is my business, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So I now I've, I actually started hiring somebody to write ads for me because I realised after after lockdown, I put a post on that New Zealand Made Products website mm. and I thought I was doing reasonably well with social media. And then I got like 5,000 likes or something like that and it just like that post went off, it went bananas. And then mm. I realised that perhaps I didn't have the reach that I thought I did and went and got someone to write ads for me, Facebook ads and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's helped? That has helped so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, yeah. that's a lesson as well as knowing when to ask for help. Like yeah. when you're a small business. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, you have to do most of it by yourself. But yeah. yeah. Like learning to ask for help is like... Yeah, I'm currently really trying to get better at that. Mm. Because, yeah. yeah. It's hard when you're like... A creative mind yeah. to deal with all that back end stuff. Yeah, it drives me crazy, but like it definitely is like it's a another a whole nother part of my brain. Mm. You know, and yeah. like it's quite I wish that I didn't have to do it. I enjoy <laughs> it. Yeah. But it is it is all consuming in a different part of my brain. Yeah. And it's nothing to do with shoemaking. Yeah. And I wish that I could I all I want to do is be in my workshop and like and make shoes and yeah, just muck around yeah. with craft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but obviously I can't do that. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put that yeah. <laughs> How is it like teaching people who come in and like have never done anything like that before? Uh, yeah, I mean, hardly anyone has made shoes before or worked yeah. with leather. So that's basically, that is my business. Um, yeah. Just teaching absolute beginners. The hardest part of every workshop is is choosing all the leather and what you're going to make. Um, mm. And so I kind of have to coach people through that. It, like some people have said that it's like me saying go at the beginning of a race or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. And just all the anticipation that, that before before I say yo, yo go. Um, yeah. There it's, is a huge amount of choice. I know. Yeah. Is this everything? Honestly, it's like... I have some storage units out the back. Mm. So out the back, I've got like thousands of lasts, which are the shoe forms, which I've collected from all around, and um, heaps of soling materials and stuff wow. like that. So no, it's not all of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go. Yeah. <laughs> and then behind you, there is all the buckles and the rivets and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. What is the yeah. first thing that people would decide would be the style? Yeah, yeah. So the the style, um, yeah, and then the the leather. So if you do a five day workshop, there are some parameters. So I've got like I can't remember how many styles you choose from, 
but you choose a style and we talk about it before people turn up to the workshop mm. and that can be a phone call or emails um, and and then people give me an idea of like the kind of leathers that they might like so I can source it for them before they turn up and it doesn't matter if they don't want to use it once they've seen all my other stuff um, and I get them to also send me pictures of mm. shoes that they like just so I get a sense of the kind of look that they're after um, yeah and then for the cool. sandal workshop that's complete I do have I've got um, set styles for that and it's all made on the day so mm. it's all custom made so Great. it trace around people's feet and so there's different options for different people yeah yeah and cool. then the sneaker workshop that's the one day workshop just like the sandal um, you've got three heights of sneaker and you get the same pattern and then you can do whatever you want add as much pizzazz as you want awesome to the, yeah Cool. I feel like this will take us into your life of the party this week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I also teach harness workshops, which is so much fun. And I just released a whole lot of new styles. So sometimes when I, I – because I have to book or schedule my workshops so far in advance, I think mm. I design the new styles and then have to wait like a couple of months before I can mm. have any t- – yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've just started getting students coming through – Um, and doing all the new styles which is awesome so those are the um, samples just behind you I can't remember how many styles there are seven maybe eight Um, yeah so you pick a style and you can mix and match and then your choice of buckle really determines the the look of the the harness quite a lot yeah Uh, and then you can cover it in all sorts of hardware you can pick whatever leather you like Uh, there is a little bit of uh, there's a chance to make something custom so quite often people come in and say oh they want a strap for their camera and then Mm. the weight of the camera means that there needs to be another strap across their chest so we can we can yeah sort that out yeah yeah how did you decide to get into harness making as well um so when I got to Wellington I was like huh there's some like classic punks walking around (laughs) like classic and you know like in Dunedin there were punks but they didn't you couldn't immediately pick them. They might be wearing, like, I don't know, a half rotten woolen jersey and like, mm. gumboots. It's, it's like a smell. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, I think that's a pun. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I I started, and also, like, I don't know, just like the whole um, drag scene here is incredible. Mm. And I started a quick collar workshop and then everyone started asking me about harnesses and then I thought oh I'll offer harnesses as part of the collar workshop and then I had one workshop which I actually had to apologize to everybody and was like you're going to have to come back later because there's no way that in three hours that I can come up with four custom-made harnesses (laughs) (laughs) and so then I kind of stopped it for a while and was like right I have to actually this this is not a collar workshop. This is a harness workshop, and I've got to come up with some styles. Yeah. So yeah. So that's how it came about. Was harness making yeah. kind of was it new for you? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great. You just like um, make strips of paper, and you just dress up in a in a strip of paper and get lots of um, clips and staples and staple it all up, and and then you've got your pattern. You're made to measure pattern and take the pattern off and replace each strip of paper with a piece of leather. Wow. Yeah. Do you find your um, shoe clientele will like happily be a harness clientele as well? No. <laughs> <laughs> harness clientele will be shoe clientele, but shoe is not necessarily harness. And I get lots of really cute questions. What? No, what? 
what are your harness? What are they for? Uh. <laughs> I'm always like, well, Janice. <laughs> Yeah, whatever you want them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll book. Yeah. I'll book. I trust you. <laughs> so good. Yeah. Do yeah. you make shoes, like, for your own enjoyment still? Like, do you have time to... Yeah, for a while I really, I wasn't. Mm. So when I started, I was always like, I'm always going to be wearing a pair of my hand, of handmade shoes. Uh, I think it's really important. And then the busier and more involved I got, I was like, there is no room in my brain to mm. to work the hours that I do and then make a pair of shoes for myself. I was yeah. like, I just want to do something different or I just want to lie down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just recently, I've started getting back into projects for myself. I still haven't... I made myself some sandals. Nice. Uh, but I still... I'm making a pair of boots for my partner, so they're just up on the shelf there. And mm. I've got um, the soles are on order. So I order some real chunky soles. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, and I made presents for friends. Uh, cool. Yeah, but I still just haven't haven't quite gotten into making shoes for myself yet. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do in your downtime then? Well, uh, oh. well I just, I so there, there were cats underneath my house, so yes. I just adopted some kittens. Been wondering how they are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mostly stare at my cats. <laughs> yeah. And talk to people about my cats and talk to my flatmates about my cats and talk to my cats. Um, yeah, so they're three months old. And so, yeah, that's what I do in my day. Thriving. Dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Winona and Gizmo. No, no. I, one is a scaredy cat, so I'm a little bit nervous of letting her outside. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Winona yeah. and Gizmo. Winona and Gizmo. Oh, so cute. That's so cute. Yeah. They're wild. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole lot of stray cats just a block up the road. Oh. Yeah, and so um, some of them came to live underneath the house. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a saviour. Yeah. You're a guardian angel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure. I still have to... Um, catch the mother that's the next thing I, know. I just got so overwhelmed when I suddenly because there were three kittens so I planned to like trap the kittens and then trap the mother and then I trapped the kittens and was like oh my god I have three kittens <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do yeah. um and I just thought I'll leave the mother for a while until I can until is the mum still living under the house yeah cool yeah yeah will she be will that be difficult yeah, but you so you can you can uh, loan cages or get the SPCA to come around, and so they trap oh. the animal, and then I'm going to do an it's called an unsocial adoption, mm. where they register they neuter or whatever it is desex the cat, mm. so they're not a baby factory anymore, mm. and then put the cat back, and it would be registered in my name. And I've explained, look, I'm flatting, you know, like, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. And they're like, that's okay. It's just that if anything happens, it's registered in your name. Okay. I'm like, well, that's all right. Cool. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wild child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the rebellious yeah. teenager. Yeah. 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 Welcome here anytime, but you go do you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we call her Bessie. Oh, <laughs> Come get registered, Bessie. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And yeah. then there, I feel like you had a second life of the party that you wanted. Oh, yeah. I thought that you two would really like this. So uh, my second life of the party was my friend introduced me to this podcast. It's called Nympho Wars. 
So you tell us more. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that the episode that you would uh, two episodes that you would love the most. So they do a. Um, uh, can I just read out yeah, the description? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> here we go. It's titled "Kill Drag Race Part One: Honeybaked Ham." Macy is trapped in a frenzied state of catchphrase madness and can't stop speaking in the cursed drag lingo popularised by the television phenomenon RuPaul Presents the Drag Race. Theta has no choice but to seek guidance from an unlikely ally, Caitlyn Jenner, and go stealth as a contestant on the competition reality show as an undercover vigilante to stop the show's nefarious influence and save her friend. One by one, Theta must defeat the bigwigs at the top of the drag industrial complex, all the while slaying the competition to win the show and gain access to the inner sanctum. Wow. <laughs> I think so you should great. listen Wait, to is it. it descri- are they just describing the scenario? Yeah, or they're like, they're, they're acting, acting it out. Actors. Wow. <laughs> never it's, thought about that, like a scripted podcast. It's amazing. Okay, cool. So the basis of Nympho Wars is that actors script a podcast uh no occasionally they'll do little skits Ah, but yeah sometimes it's interviews and sometimes it's them just riffing but i really think you should get into it and i think you should start with these two episodes (laughs) do you know macy rodman no well macy is one half of nympho wars okay and um yeah there's a few like she's got a few singles out but i also think that you would really enjoy it i recommend the berlin song that's amazing i love finding new podcasts i feel like i've been really just listening to only the ones that i listen to like that come out every week or whatever yeah. and haven't yeah. really been exploring addicted to something new in a while yeah, yeah. you're gonna have a great time oh yay yeah that's so good yeah okay, nympho, wars. nympho wars check it out are you watching 100%. drag race like all stars no i sort of like after after i um watched the uk one? Mm. Oh no, I did watch the New Zealand one. Mm-hmm. But mm. I just fell in love with all the people on the UK drag race and it's been really hard to <laughs> to yeah. turn on the TV <laughs> and feel as involved as I did with that season. Fair enough. Fair I enough. actually yeah. just started watching season two of the UK one again. Again, yeah, I watched yeah. it twice. I was like, was it really that good? It's so, <laughs> so better. It's so good. Especially when you, like, the first episode where Bimini almost goes home. Yeah, you're yeah, like, no. This would have been such a yeah. different, yeah. like, episode series yeah. world that we live in today I if Bimini know. had been eliminated. Yeah. yeah. We live so in good. a world where there is never a moment where Drag Race isn't out. I and yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's, I was like, oh, I'm really gonna get into it and then I looked at how much there was and I was like I just, I just feel a bit overwhelmed yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. fair enough <laughs> give yourself yeah. a chance I've just said to my friend who hasn't seen the UK one Shaya if you're listening hello what um she hasn't seen the UK one oh. I was like you need to pick a day yeah in every day every week that is your day to watch one <laughs> yeah, episode nice. you don't have to watch all of them but just go through it because it's so good yeah, yeah. totally totally well shall we say the mantra then we shall yeah 2001 to 2008 there ain't a song that we hate now lou you know this this is the section where we (laughs) take a moment to celebrate a moment in music 2001 to 2008 and get every guest to add a song to our playlist Uh 
how did you find this challenge when we sent it to you? <laughs> At first I was like, I don't know, what was I doing between 2001 and 2008? What, what music did I listen to? <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I made a whole list and I was actually like, there were so many bands that I loved from that era. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was huge. Yeah, yeah, it was. It really was. But, um, but I decided the most iconic song for, from that era, from me, was uh, Molly Nelson's uh, Hey Moon. Do you know that song? I do not know. It's really pretty. Yeah. John Mouse covered it a little bit later. I think it was in 2011 or something. And that version is amazing. They do a duet. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah. I (laughs) cannot wait to learn who Molly Nielsen is. I know. She actually came, I think, last year or the year before, and she played at Moon. Cool. Did you go? Yeah, I lost my cheese. I was like, I can't (laughs) believe Molly Nielsen (laughs) is going to play at Moon. That is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah. Where is she from? Uh, I think uh, she lives in Berlin, or at least she did, and she's uh, Swedish, I think. Oh my cool. god, all yeah. of this music comes out of Sweden. It really yeah. does. And she's this kind of like beautiful, comes off as like kind of like a loner sort of type person, just her and her keyboard and her microphone, yeah. like always beautifully dressed. Oh wow. Yeah. And That's it's, so yeah, it's kind of lo-fi synth. Did you get to meet her? Uh, I was too shy, but <laughs> the person next to me who I just met like held her hand and said how great she was and I was like frothing I was also like a little bit jealous and then she left and she was like I don't even know who she is who is she oh "Oh my god (laughs) what an actress and that woman was Meryl Streep yeah wow you're just like dying inside being starstruck I to this day I say it is one of the worst and best feelings at the same time it's so horrible and amazing yeah but also I could see that Molly was kind of like almost thankful that someone was being so um over the top with oh, her because she looks Aww. quite she looks like she's a shy person yeah yeah so I sort of felt at home being shy next to a shy uh superstar do you want to hear my list of bands yes. I made a little list oh yeah I did have some help with this so here's my list of 2001-2008 bands that I liked Peaches? Yes. Yeah. I didn't really listen. Like, I did actually go to a show of hers in Auckland. Was it crazy? It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Iggy Pop was supposed to be with her. But, in Auckland? Yeah, but um, for some reason he couldn't come, so he was just projected on a screen behind her. It was a bit <laughs> odd. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Grouper? Do you know Grouper? I don't know Grouper. Or Tekra? That was just that's a pretty random one, but I really liked Or Tekra. Oh Aphex Twin? Oh yeah, I used to live with a person who was obsessed with them. Does it? Did that make you love it or hate it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I feel like it was just introduced me to them. Yeah, very. Um, it's like a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I was really hoping that Window Liquor would fall in the the two thousand one to two thousand and eight um, uh, time didn't. period. Yeah, <laughs> nineteen ninety nine. I think. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah. Good. Um, here we go. So Daft Punk. Oh yeah, yes, obviously. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, no more, no more. Boards of Canada. Do you know no. Boards of Canada? Oh, so good and so of that era. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got John Mouse and Molly Nelson. Amazing. And then the New Zealand bands that I listened to a lot around that time, uh, Pumice. And Cortina. 
Do you, have you heard of Cortina? There we go. Cortina was a time. work to do. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Cortina was, that was um, yeah, please send us the yeah. links and we can post that. They were a, a three-piece that um, they blew my mind the first time I saw them. I, I went, my friend was like, you've got to come and see Cortina. And it was in where Valhalla is, that place. Ooh. There was only a few people in the audience and this woman was on stage and... She had a helmet on uh, and she had some short shorts. And I was like, oh, I don't know if she knows, but her fly is like undone, like massively. Like they were really tight short shorts with just the fly undone (laughs) and just ripping into these amazing songs. And like it was kind of, it's like, I guess, like punk um, pop. Um, And then, yeah, the more I saw. Cortina, I was like, she totally knows her flies. <laughs> the, we're about to walk on stage. Yeah. She's like, am I ready? Oh no, flies are. <laughs> the best, the best uh, well, the most iconic gig that I ever saw, she walked on the stage and she was wearing this onesie. And the onesie had like a love heart over her breasts. And she got a pie from the, uh, from the bar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and she pushed it down her onesie and squeezed it out between her breasts. Oh. <laughs> but then, and it was a veggie pie. Was hot? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I was like, it's all I was thinking was me. But then her dad was in the audience. <laughs> he was yelling, I love you, darling. Oh. And, and she started feeding the pie to her dad from. <laughs> Anyway, oh, she said no. she was like, yeah, it was a bit much. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> well, in the moment. Oh, in the thanks, moment. Dad. Was Wellington like similar when you moved back here? Was yeah. it, did you, were you like, oh, this is just how it was or had no, things you changed? Know, yeah, things had changed. So when I first moved here, I, um, I had a house where the bypass was Ooh. and super cheap rent and like, you know, Cuba Street was like a thing (laughs) and when I when I got back here it was only a couple of weeks into moving back I actually got invited to this meeting a community meeting and the mayor was there and for some reason I was invited to sit at the table I only just moved to Wellington with the mayor and a few other like representatives I didn't know what the fuck I was doing there (laughs) anyway and he was talking about we need to um we need to, how are we going to change Wellington? How are we going to get the artists back into the city? We need to make it like the early 2000s again. Um, yeah, which was kind of wild because yeah. I was like, well, obviously the thing that you need to do is cheap rent. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so no, true. it's a no-brainer. You're not going to do it. Like, yeah. there's no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah, it was kind. It was so weird. Yeah, yeah. We're so confused. How can we help? It's yeah, like, uh, <laughs> make very, it livable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very easy. I mean, not easy, but an, it's an easy answer. It's not an easy fix. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness! Wow. So yeah, it has changed, I guess, because the centre of town is not. It's not really fully accessible to no. lots of people. Yeah. 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 Mm. And all the apartments and things like that. I was never really aware of the apartments so much. Or I didn't know anyone who lived in apartments when I was here mm. the first time around. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I guess it's different as well when you're a student. Yes, of course. And then yeah. you come back as yeah, I know a fully fledged business <laughs> owner. <laughs> so cool. So what do you think, like, what's... What do you see true school being in the future, I guess, which is like a hard question. 
Well, I've got like I've got a list of workshops that I want to start running. Mm. Uh, so I've got I've just re- just released. I haven't told anyone about it yet. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a three-day unlined boot workshop, which cool. is going to be super cool. I want to start teaching high heels. I'm, I'm revising all of my sandal um, styles. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know, but I do have a list of workshops that cool. I kind of want to oh, On the horizon. Get. Yeah, yeah. And how can people sign up? Well, <laughs> um, they can go to my website, which is shoeschool.com, I think. And then they can also email me. Cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. If someone's doing like a five-day workshop, is that consecutive? Uh, like yes. A week, yeah, a week yeah. Long? And it kind of it has to be that because mm-hmm. I have the, the lasts. So the last of the thing that you form your shoe over and mm. they stay in the shoe the whole time that you're, you're making your shoe. So I can't. I can't share the last if I'm I doing see, yeah, workshops. Yeah. So yeah. You need to recycle them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't really. I am trying to think of where I'd like to be in ten years, but I haven't quite got there. Sometimes it's nice to just be yeah. content with like yeah. what you've built. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I Enjoy think what you, it. Yeah, yeah. What you've done is pretty amazing. Because I really do feel like it's it's been four incredibly busy years since I moved here and I've learned so much and I only just feel like I'm just kind of just getting somewhere so yeah like this winter has been really nice I've just been shut the curtains turn the heater on and have just been mucking around and uh, yeah made me quite happy (laughs) yeah that's amazing Thank you so much for yes. joining us, Lou. If Thank you guys you. want to sh- sign up to shoe school, um, yes. please do. Or harness school. Yeah. <laughs> um, so cool. It's only, I've only heard good things about it. Um, I know some people who are huge fans of yours. <laughs> um, thank you for being like a iconic Wellington and specifically Newtown yeah. um, hero. Really. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for saying that. <laughs> And follow Shoe School. You can go onto all the little highlights and see people making shoes. Yeah. The boots. That was very cool. Follow at Kick On's Pod. Yes. And um, I'll see you guys on Friday at my gig. Yes. At Meow with Paige. Yes. <laughs> tomorrow, it'll be tomorrow. Oh, yeah, it will be tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>